Welcome back, everybody. Is it still September? Welcome back <laughs> to <laughs> Dive Bar Sportscast. Uh, grab a drink, uh, you know, wipe your feet, wipe your ass, uh, I don't know. And, uh, you know, <laughs> sit down and listen to, uh, you know, some sports fun. Because we got a lot of shit today, and, uh, man, has it been uh, a wild uh, World Cup experience. We've got, we're talking soccer today, uh, and football, uh, all across, um, you know, the world, obviously the most popular sport in the world, uh, so it really needs no introduction, but in the U.S., obviously still growing, it is not number one, we're going to talk about that, we're also going to talk a little World Cup, up, the World Cup update, and, uh, and, but first, we've got, uh, some sports news, Connor, take us away. Yeah, so, um, the Rams, after taking a ton of injuries this season, losing what feels like pretty much everyone, have claimed Baker Mayfield off waivers, and they're saying he's <laughs> possibly going to start on Thursday, which, okay, wow. I laughed, right? I laughed, and that uh, that was a little bit where it's like, I I feel for the guy now because he's not on the Browns anymore. I, I'm a Steelers fan, so obviously... I'm going to have a little bit more animosity toward, you know, anyone else in the division. But I've kind of felt like, okay, this guy was a former, you know, Heisman winner, right? He's a Heisman winner. Uh, you know, first overall pick. And mind you, that pick was made by the Browns. But um, it's still, it's still, you know, he, he had the talent. He, he had the pedigree. He had everything going for him. He did well. For the Browns, better certainly better than any quarterback prior to him with any kind of consistency. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, um, and then uh, you, I mean, just to be you know unceremoniously released once they got uh, uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson, yeah, Deshaun Watson. You know, it, it kind of seemed like they move a little bit forward, a little fast, but whatever. He goes to the Panthers. I thought that might be a good situation for him. Yeah. Uh, doesn't look like it uh, ultimately ended up being that, which sucks, you know, because you you really want the guy. And so you want, and it's not him specifically, but you want these players when they when they start. You want to see good competition, and it's just not. I, I don't know what if it's a mental thing, if it's you know just the players around him, whatever the case may be. But he's not. He did not play well by the Panthers, uh, with the Panthers, and he gets released. And now the Rams. I mean, you got to feel good about the Rams claiming them because they've just got no <laughs> prospects. Nothing. Literally rolled out a skeleton team at this point. Everyone oh, yeah. is out. It is. Oh, man, yeah. talk about a hangover, a curse, whatever. <laughs> there. Yeah. As a Cardinals fan, how you feeling? I mean, good, but we suck too. So I guess as long as we don't come in last place, so I guess I can take solace that we were better than last year's Super Bowl champs. But sure, sure. I I think. There's probably a little, uh, like, uh, I, yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to be happy when you're when you're not winning yourself. Sa mm -hmm. It's like I, I feel the same way as with the Steelers. We're in a rebuilding year. We're in a recovery. Whatever it is, and like watching like you know the rest of the division not quite reach the heights they should. It's like nice, but at the same time, I'm I'm sitting here like, oh well, we suck. So, yeah. um, yeah. So. <sighs> What I don't think the Rams do anything here with him. I think it is no. just obvi obviously it's a placeholder for Stafford. Obviously, yeah. you know that. It's just anything better than what their backups are giving him. So maybe you know he can find a way to rally and score some points. And yep, yeah, maybe. But 
Yeah, exactly. This is weird. I can actually see you since we're doing this audio now. Yeah. Uh, for now, so I, it's weird. Uh, you know, when we normally film and we have, you know, w- we can't actually see each other <laughs> when mm-hmm. we film because we don't have two separate cameras here. We'd have to have two separate one for just the, you know, the actual uh, video of ourselves and then the recording. So it's weird to be able to actually, you know, uh, talk to a person instead of talking to a camera. But yeah. uh, oh, I mean, just with the NFL in general, like in, speaking of Stafford, you know, injured. Cooper Cup injured. Uh, that's just, uh, you've got they've got no run game. But like the rest of the NFL injuries are abound this season. It seems like more than we I know we've talked about it, but it seems like more it's getting it's just gotten crazier as the weeks have gone on. Yeah, it's just been a weird year. I mean, a, a lot of star players been out. Jonathan Taylor's missed a lot of time. Jamar Chase missed a lot of time. Oh yeah. Um I mean, l- just look at Cooper uh, Cup. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, the players that have just recently gone down. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Von Miller, he, he's done. Yeah, out for the season with a knee injury, and he'd been playing really well for them, and that's a huge hit for that defense. And yep. the Bills have been good, but not as great as they started the season. So now no, they've been shaky. Yeah. They, it's, I feel like they've had that, they've had that you know, certain games where all, all cylinders are firing, but – it's still a little, uh, you know, you can't lose a player like Miller. Yeah. You know, and then obviously with, uh, you know, uh, Joe Mixon on the Bengals, like he's yeah. got his concussion. It's personally hurt my fantasy team. I mean, damn. <laughs> but, uh, y- you know, it's it, obviously they're not going to play him until he's ready. But you've had ups and downs. Every every player that's just uh, – how many tight uh, – both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard uh, went down in the same week. Yeah. You know, so that's two top tight ends immediately gone. And it's just all around. It seems like we're dealing with this left and right. And, yeah. you know, the skeptic in me wants to say the uh, that, like, oh, I don't know. They're not putting as much focus on the preseason. You know, the guys aren't getting ready and, you know, getting their bodies ready because there's a big difference. You know, not that I'm sitting here personally, you know, saying I know for, you know, through experience, but there's a big difference between game ready and just, you know, just working out and getting trying to get in shape. Yeah, that's true. The game is is a whole different animal. And I don't know. This may be something we have to revisit next season where we, you know, look at what the preseason is really doing. Is it accomplishing what it needs to? But is it also necessary to get these guys ramped up? Because you got to think that the the only preseason game that the starters are really playing is the last one. Yeah. Whereas before, I mean, we took a whole game out, so there's only three preseason games. Right. And before, the starters would play the last two games on average. And now you're getting one, you're cutting that in half. You know, I know it's been crazy with. The last you know few years in sports and in COVID and all that, but yeah. I don't know. Seems like uh, it could be something to keep an eye on uh, for you know just all sports in general, but definitely the NFL. Yeah, yeah, just continues the trend of a weird season, injuries, no mm-hmm. low scoring mm-hmm. games, you know. So oh oh yeah, I mean, geez, the lowest scoring I think I've seen in in I mean, just the average is down for sure, but. I don't well, know. Wasn't the, wasn't the Broncos game last week like nine to three or something? 
Broncos Ravens. Ten, ten and was, nine. Ten and nine. Something something uh, like that. I, yeah, I can't remember how it, exactly how it ended because that, I just did not care to watch that game. It no. was so bad. I mean, to see just the. Oh, yeah, Absolute. Lamar Jackson went down in that game, too. He did, yes. He yeah. got injured. But just to see, like, the points scored in general, to see the Denver Broncos below 20 points below uh, – actually, 22 points. 22 points below the Houston Texans. That's and this is this is a team that was touted to come in with – I mean, come in with Russell Wilson. But, I mean, we've whatever. <laughs> Point is, is that there's a lot of low-scoring teams. My Steelers are one of them. Uh, but they're certainly not the last anymore, baby. Um, but it, it's it's certainly a down year for scoring in the NFL. Um, it, it seems a little more so across the board. You know, you're looking across, like you said, looking at teams, and no one can hit over 20, 20 points consistently. It's weird. We're going to keep an eye on it. Obviously, everyone's going to keep watching because it is the most watched sport in this country, which we will get back into. But... Uh, you know, let's – professional sports aside, what's what's going on in the college Yeah, world? moving on. Um, a couple of big things, obviously, in college football, if you've been paying attention. Obviously, Deion mm-hmm. Sanders is now the head coach of uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, which – Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's a big-time signing for a school that's been very, very poor at football for probably yeah. the last 20 years. They've been trying to revive that program forever – and now they've got a legitimate uh, talent in, in, obviously, his playing career and now coaching yeah. with Deion Sanders. Uh, and it's also a pretty uh, fortuitous time to do that, considering that uh, you've got the fate of the Pac-12 kind of up in the air right now with uh, USC and UCLA still slated to move to the Big Ten yeah. in uh, a little over a year here. Uh, I think... With those teams gone, that that conference is suddenly winnable. And yeah. if you're Deion Sanders looking at a team that you can basically take the reins of, take the whole keys to the kingdom yeah. and, be, and do whatever you want with it because they, there's no ground level. There's no base level. You're not working with uh, – you know what do you call it like that like you're not working with with a dynasty of like past you know championships and all this history that you have to live up to no you can build something for yourself that's pretty exciting yeah it is and obviously he's shown he can recruit well i mean he's gonna get he's gonna get a couple five-star recruits not only that but he's also gonna get i mean hell he could bring how much of his team is he gonna bring with him from uh you know from uh what is it missouri or uh, jackson state jackson state um so how much his team how much all these players that he could bring through the transfer portal speaking of which there's a lot of players already entering that transfer portal so we don't even know what what this whole college landscape is going to look like you get a major head coach change you know who knows what the other teams are going to look like i mean there's been a lot of upsets in college football this year the rankings are virtually uh unrecognizable yeah, if from you, the beginning of the season, crazy. Outside of the top four, actually, not even you know TCU's in the top four. No which, one could have, uh, nobody could have ever seen even them at least getting into the the fact C- that they're in the, the conversation. The, the initial CFP draw was yep. crazy. Oh, wild! And the fact that we're, we're looking at teams like you know uh, Tulane, uh, NC State, Mississippi State, Troy, UTSA, all those teams, uh, Oregon State. Yeah. None of those teams were ever 
slated to to reach the you know college no. football play, uh, rankings, and yet here they are. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy. So we you know we definitely everything. I mean, Kansas State too. Look at they're in the top ten. Damn. Yeah. Um, it's there's a lot of changes, and college football is kind of going through a metamorphosis for the good in my in my opinion. If for it's it's for the better of college football. Um, obviously there are still things that could be improved, but there's there's a ton moving. And Deion Sanders, great opportunity for him, and Colorado, great idea, great hire. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm, that just takes you to a new level. I'm excited because his son's transferring with him, and his son was probably the one of the mm-hmm. best players in the FCS. So it's oh, going to be interesting yeah. to see. I mean, he is immediately better than any quarterback they're probably going to they they had in the last 20 years. And it's nice so. to have a good player, a proven player come in and be your quarterback when you have so much uncertainty coming into a new program, taking that off the uh, off the, you know, the table and just having that secure. It that's good. That's good. So now you got yeah. a head coach, you got you got two you know, key spots that already have, you know, anchors. So it'll be nice to see where he goes. But speaking of that transfer portal uh, that we mentioned, I mean, there's moves are already heating up. I mean, look yeah. at uh, Galele and uh, JT Daniels, uh, yeah. both in it. JT Daniels, man, talk about one of your all time. Just like it's not so much a backfire. It's just like he just keeps getting hit with it. This yeah. is fourth transfer, right? Yep. Oh my gosh! You know he was he was highlighted as as the next thing at USC. Then he goes to uh, where where the hell did he go? Georgia. Uh, Georgia. That's right. He went to Georgia. He goes to Georgia the, the season that they win the national championship, mm-hmm. and uh, can't get the starting job. So he moves on. He just keeps bouncing around. I don't know where he could end up. I met you and I were talking. You think UCLA is probably a good spot for him? You think possibly? That's, I'd be. I mean, I don't know. It's easy enough. I mean, DTR is going to graduate and obviously declare for the draft. So uh, they're yeah. open. I don't know. I I haven't really looked into who their backups and how they've been playing. I mean, it sounds Doesn't like look some of the UCLA faithful have faith in Ethan Garbers, but well. Yeah, I mean, was, I mean, if you have a chance to score a guy, you know, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, we, we un- yeah, Weung has shown he has talent, but then he's also. Oh, really so you think both? You think both are? No, 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 no. I think there's a possible because they're, they're both from California. Obviously, Weung went to Bosco, uh-huh. and JT yep. Daniels went to Modern Day. So there's an did opening. Daniels so. go to Modern Day. Wow, he did. I did not know that. That is that that tracks. That totally tracks, but I didn't. I wow, he he really is local. Damn, but yeah, he went to USC, Georgia, West Virginia, and now he's now he's up in the air. It's like, you know what what do you what do you do at that point? He had like a decent freshman season for a bad USC team. Yeah, you I know, mean, so he was the twenty twenty one Heisman front runner for the preseason. He was the preseason favorite to win the Heisman. Yeah, so. and. And it's not like he had a, a terrible – he played four games with Georgia had in 2020, had himself a pretty good, you know, four games there. I mean, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. That's then, not a bad four-game stretch. Yeah. But then obviously – He got hurt, so. Yeah, he get hurt, and it's it, – man, talk about next man up. In college, that's – it's you definitely that, – that's the way it goes. So, um, you know, again, we'll, we'll see how this shakes out. We'll definitely be talking more about it when the transfer portal – uh, heats up more and more because mm-hmm. I, I definitely expect 
you know, people to be moving left and right, especially with, you know, again, how the conferences are shaking out, how the college football playoffs are going to change. So NIL we'll, deals, exactly, obviously. Exactly, NIL deals. So we'll, 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 you know, come back to that one for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah. to close out college football, though, I mean, the teams are – these playoffs are set now. Yep, bowl right? games are all pretty much set. We're getting into bowl season, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a USC fan, it hurts. Uh, yeah, it, that was – and a little, a little. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, hey, we lost a game. is is what it is. But to see TCU still not even move after losing that championship uh, at the, their bowl, their championship game, that kind of irks me. But at this point, I'm not surprised by anything that the college football, you know, like rankings committee, right? Like, yeah. it's it's Boo Corrigan. He's he's NC State. This is as southern a bias as you can get, you know, <laughs> and. You know, of course, they want TCU in there. That's great ratings, even though they're going to get clapped. Like, there's no chance. They were barely winning against teams they that they had n- no they business were, yeah. being close to. A lot of and close games. So, it's going to be a slaughterhouse. And, I mean, ultimately, I think we – damn, Michigan looks good. Georgia looks good. Can anyone stop Georgia? That's, that's the, that's the, the you know, the theme. But the only team in those four – or, or the the three teams that could challenge, the only one that looks good is Michigan. That's true. Ohio State has looked way too streaky. And yeah. as great as, as as much as I personally was touting C.J. Stroud as like, here he is, he is going to, you know, just shit on everyone. He hasn't been that great under uh, under stress and pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it was something I think it was you said it and then I saw it, I heard it said elsewhere as well. But it was like, oh, yeah, he he has this great completion percentage when he but he's most of the guy t- his most of his throws are to wide open receivers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I hadn't even considered I was so blinded by the stats. I hadn't even considered that maybe just maybe his wide receivers were helping him out a lot. So, yeah. College football playoffs, uh, you know, are, are set to begin, and uh, we will see who can challenge uh, Georgia. Uh, but I mean, with that with that defense as stout as ever, you, you there is they steamroll. That's all. I mean, yeah. they play pretty much the same game every week. Doesn't look mm. like anybody's really gotten close to challenging them, and even making nope. them sweat too much. So. No, not not at all. But uh, you know, we, we we've certainly been surprised by college football this year. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, NHL scoring. I mean, you've been <laughs> watching more games than what? me, but, boy, it's... It's been wild. Okay, the NHL, just so everyone knows that when we talk about hockey, when we talk about scoring, I mean, everyone wants to point, if you if you only know the basics of hockey, everyone goes, oh, Wayne Gretzky and, and Bobby Orr and Mario Lemieux. Like, it's... There's a lot of legends, and they've done amazing things. But in today's NHL, to get over 100 points is a chore. Yes. The, the average, the average, uh, you know, skill across the board per player has gone up significantly in the last 20 years. So, you know, even in the last 10. So now, you know, reaching that 100 point mark. You know, because, again, for anyone who doesn't know, points are gained two ways, goals and assists. So if you can get the combination of goals and assists over 100 for a total, you know, 
point, you know, uh, points of 100 or more. That's really impressive in today's league. It well, is. You know, I mean, let, let's, let's just take, give you just a little snippet from last season. You know, last season we're talking about eight. Eight players. Eh, JT Miller hit 99, but uh, he didn't hit 100. So eight players had over 100 points out of the entire league. The entire yeah. league. Yep. This, I mean, this is the equivalent now of you know over 45 it's like i don't know i don't want to compare it too much but it's like it's like throwing for you know 40 touchdowns in the nfl or over 4500 yards it's just it's something that like not a ton of of players per season are going to do yeah and there have been the usual suspects you know connor mcdavid and uh you know leon dreisaitl obviously those two are you know fantastic and uh, you know, even Stamkos last year for Stephen Stamkos off the, the the Tampa Bay Lightning hit over 100. Um, you know Austin Matthews. So there's certain you know players that you expect. This year is like the ex expectations are wild. I mean Connor McDavid alone. Take this man who is without a doubt the best player in the NHL at the moment. Correct. He he is slated right now to to reach 151 points. That is insane insane and his teammate leon dreisaitl is looking at 132 points projected because they're both over 40 points right now 48 for mcdavid 42 for dreisaitl they're both insane and that doesn't even we haven't even mentioned yet young phenom out of seemingly out of nowhere jason yeah. robertson from dallas dude yep. is on a tear he's he's slated right now if he keeps going he's gonna hit 73 goals <laughs> and that's oh my god sanity he's at 23 right now he's wow. slated for an overall projection of 129 points the man can't be stopped we have just so much scoring guys right now like to at this point in the season with roughly between 24 to 27 games played to see guys hitting the 48 you know above 40 points or above even 30 points averaging more than a point per game yeah is wild for the again just the the sheer amount of talent in the nhl so it's gonna be interesting i hope i really hope that these guys can keep it up obviously that sucks for goaltending but that you know it, it does separate the uh the true elite goaltenders Absolutely. uh you know from the pack and damn man it's been it's been wild to see so i really hope they can keep you know all these players can keep it up a lot of talent across the board uh, you know, just I mean, right now there are 16. Pl no, that's that's a, that's not even 20 players. There's 20 players. Let's see, hold on. Am I counting that right? I hate the way that these stats are lined up. <laughs> Silence. Uh, yeah, over 25 players right now have 30 or more points. Wow. At this point in the season, that's insane. And there's like. 20 players behind them that were only when are only a couple of points within that so they're still hitting the uh you know the point per you know uh per game mark it's insane so you know the nhl uh, this is this is all kind of new ish territory i know there's always like hot starts and stuff but we're already a quarter of the way through the season yeah so <laughs> we're actually yeah 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 we're we're approaching you know, almost actually a third of the season almost we're approaching. Yeah, so true. We're you know this these things are uh, the fact that they're still staying so hot is wild. But uh, 
you know, again, it's it's all about can they keep it up? And and actually, from the other side, you know, we we're talking about injuries with the NFL. There, you know, NHL usually is. There's so many injuries every year. There aren't as many injuries this year. Like looking at players like Sidney Crosby, played every game. Ovechkin wow, yeah. played every game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, these guys are. You know, Carlson having himself. Eric Carlson on. Uh, you know, San Jose having himself a resurgent yeah. season. He's played every game. These guys are not getting injured this season, whereas last year it was like it seemed like we were we were talking about the way that we talked about the NFL. We were talking about the NHL last year. It was just so many injuries. Yeah. And now, you know, these guys are playing it all, uh, all at a high level. It's it's great to see. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's becoming a much more exciting sport. The game's sped up a ton. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the uh, the fourth most popular sport currently in the uh, uh, in the country. Uh, and again, we, we will we will dive into the numbers on that uh, shortly. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm a big hockey fan. It is my favorite sport to like watch. It's my favorite sport to watch, and certainly my favorite sport to attend. So mm-hmm. you know, I really really enjoy it. So I'm glad that like <laughs> that one everyone's just scoring and doing so well. And obviously, like you want to see defenses do good. You want to see goalies you know uh, do well, but for the sake of the sport, sc- more scoring means more viewers. In this case, that's true. So I mean, that's just I, how our how our sports markets work. work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we enjoy. Obviously, that's why baseball struggles. And yeah, so to be honest, yeah, yeah. To, and, and and I mean, heck, we're we're going to talk about it today. Uh, it's it's kind of why uh, soccer has been struggling as well. Where it's like in this country, where you know, right. how many how many people want to see. You know, a game and watch ninety minutes of a game to watch it go zero zero. Not yeah, exactly. a lot of people. So in this country, I mean, we've got kind of an instant gratification thing going on for a long time in America. But there's, you know, enough. Set basically, the NHL is defying that, and you know, where normally you're used to, you know, a one to one or a two to one or a three to two kind of score. You're seeing these big scores rack up in the nhl and i think that's just there's just so much talent right now absolutely speaking of baseball let's talk about it um yeah we should dude i mean free agency just started and we've already gotten two of the two marquee free agents are already off the table and aaron judge and trey turner aaron judge what was his deal nine years uh, 360 million 360 360 million for nine years. What is that mm-hmm. on average? What are we talking? 40, 40. million a year yeah. for a guy who is 30 right now. I think, personally, taking him to age 39, essentially, maybe 40, maybe if you call the end of the season, I think that that's one. The Yankees had to make it, right? There's no way they were going to let Judge go. No, you can't let that kind of guy, especially <sighs> after an MVP season, how well he was hitting the ball, just everything. Yeah. You don't let that player walk, but no. my concerns obviously with how is how big he is. Um, yeah, he's huge. He's gonna have to transition to DH in a couple of years because I mean he's just such a big guy. He can't put stress of every day playing yeah. in the field with hitting on that kind of body type and that frame. And I, do you think he knew that? Do you think he understood that the Yankees might take care of him more than say uh, his, you know, growing up his hometown favorite of the Giants. It's a good question because NL versus AL type thing. 
I know that the Giants are pretty good to their players. They take care of guys like that. So. Well, it's not necessarily that, like, I think that they would, you know, push. I just think that the NL is a lot more, I think, com- the National League compared to the American League, I feel like there's a lot more defensive play in the National True. League. True. In the f- and I feel like at Giants Stadium in particular, you got to be moving. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I, I, I don't know. I think the Yankees. I think he knew where his bread was buttered. Yeah, and, and obviously he's Yankee had Stadium. Success. Yeah, and Yankee Stadium is a smaller stadium on average, just yep. with where the outfield lines are. So yep, it is smaller. Plus, he's uh, he's gone through injury there before. I think that's key. I think going through ma- uh, major injury there and coming back the way he did, so he trusts the medical staff. You know, yeah. at the very least, he trusts yeah. all of the you know. The staff and everything like the the infrastructure that the Yankees have, so I think it was going to be a tough sell to get him to walk away from all of that, especially if the price was right, which clearly yeah. it was, yeah. at forty million a year. Yeah. So and obviously Trey Turner's deal also eleven years, uh, three hundred million. That's yeah, that hurt as for, a Dodger for fan. Another, but for another age thirty player, I mean, do you really expect <sighs> him to play till he's forty one? Like. That one's interesting. I I actually so congrats to Trey. Obviously, congrats to Aaron as well. But like, congrats to Trey for you know going where he wants. He wanted to go to the Phillies. He wanted to go to an East Coast team. That he made that pretty clear. Um, it was going to take a significant amount of, of you know incentive for him to stay uh, in the West Coast or basically just not go to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, fantastic player. One um, of my favorites to watch. Just oh, absolutely. So well. There is not another player in the major in Major League Baseball at all that has the combination of athleticism and just like skill. It's the combo. Yeah. It's the combo yeah. of it. Because a lot of players have insane, you know, bat skill and everything. He's got it all wrapped up into like the perfect. He might be my version of like in my head when you say like, what is the perfect shortstop? Trey Turner, yeah, because he close. is he has the 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 right size. He's got he's got insane speed. He's yep. got you know he's got uh, one of the best eye you know, eyes for the game in terms of you know hitting. He, he's he's really got it all in one package. The question is, is eleven years? Uh, certainly, he's not going to play out that deal. No, you you'd have to bet against that. Yeah, it's a full no trade clause though. Yeah, so you're either going to have to you know find a way to cut him. And of course, we're all obviously looking a decade into the future here, but yeah, you know, this is he. He also accepted a little less than I thought he would. I I knew he was going north of three hundred million. But I did not think he'd dip below thirty million a year. He's at twenty seven million a year, and while that's obviously amazing, but for a caliber, basically the best shortstop in baseball right now, uh, close, pretty. If if not, then he's he's certainly in the top three. But, you know, I, in my mind, I, I think with his combination and, and just the, what he's put up over the last five years, I think he's the best. And he's, you know, and to take a lot of years, uh, it's, uh, it's 11 years. So he's, cert- he's ending his career in Philly in his mind yes. right now. Yes. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like he could have gotten more. But you know what? He got what he clearly got what he wanted. Um, and he's which, going you know, to a team that went to the World Series, so yeah, I mean they're loading up. Phillies yeah. are spending, yes, as so. they are one to do. Yeah, yeah, they. I mean, well, it's the right time to do it when you when you taste the World Series. 
Uh, and I think that I think that they were just a couple of pieces away. And sure. having Trey Turner now, psh, oh my gosh, they, this is going to be a really interesting division to watch. Uh, you know, because they also have, uh, you know, the, the the Mets have retooled. You they know, did lose a little DeGrom, bit. They, they did lose DeGrom. DeGrom. They added Verlander, and the only reason I say that is because DeGrom had some injury issues. Verlander didn't, and he just won the Cy Young. I know he's about to be forty. But the man did just win a Cy Young, and when it comes to pitchers, yeah, you kind of you kind of got to throw away the rule book because yeah, and you look at Randy Johnson. I mean, so it's it's going to be interesting. I think the Phillies could could take that division as tough as that is going to be. I think you know, obviously the Braves and the Bra- well, the Braves just lost their closer. Kenley Jansen's going they to did. Boston. Yep. So they will have to find a new closer, which, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, their farm system's pretty good, so they could probably find one. You know, this obviously free agency is just kind of, you know, or, uh, you know, the offseason kind of thing is heating up. Um, the, you know, the, the Mets will obviously be, you know, contender. It's going to be an insane. I think that might be the best division in baseball next year. Yeah, so I'd have to agree with you. We, we will we will see. Um, and then, you know, uh, still in the uh, the National League, uh, you know, with Wilson Contreras signing t- for five years to uh, St. Louis, which, the, hell, they finally found their guy to replace uh, uh, Yadier Yadi Molina. Yep. So that's huge for them. I yeah. think that they now, now I think that they they're just going to take that division outright because it's always kind of been like a, a back and forth with them and the Brewers. Um, you know, uh, and yeah, the Cubs here and there, but St. Louis. They they've looked strong and now they're gonna get stronger, so that I mean that's five year deal. It's not a crazy long amount, but it's just enough to get you uh, you know plenty of years. Um, there's a lot more there there are a lot more moves to be made, you know. But I'm not sure. Wh- I'm actually like uh, this is where I'm kind of uncertain because I know there's a lot. That right now it's the year of shortstops. There are so many big shortstops on the market. You know, Carlos Correa, Bogarts, uh, you know, you've got... Dansby uh, Swanson. Yep, Swanson. There's there's a lot of, you know, in my mind, because I'm a Dodger fan, I'm thinking, okay, do you need to replace Trey? I don't know. Obviously, you want Carlos Correa, who is younger than Trey Turner, which is weird. Um, You would, you would ob- like, in my mind, okay, you'd want him or you'd want somebody, but I don't even know because it depends on who needs a shortstop. Shortstop has been, like, I think in, in the... the when I say the premier position, I mean like the premier position to play coming up. It's a, it's like you got to be a five tool player. You got to have all everything covered, and a lot of guys find that uh, appealing when they're coming up in you know their high school leagues, in their you know in college, and we've we kind of have a surplus right now of really good shortstops. Yeah, I mean it is the most important position, at least in my mind, in baseball because you're playing obviously a ton of the field you have to be able to rotate it's um, the most athletic position by yeah. far mm-hmm. you're playing either yeah. playing up or you're playing deep and yeah i mean it kind of changes a little bit with the shift uh, or the removing of the shift correct but i still think th- i mean it's still the most athletic position and you've really got to i mean you have to have range y- yeah Yes, you have to have range, and guys, these days you've got to be able to hit. You have to. There's no yeah. other way. Right. You know, if you're and and usually these guys, uh, you know, the trend has been to put them in the top three in the lineup, and because they're they're 
they're all batting 280 or above. So, you know, we'll obviously got to keep an eye on that as well, but there are plenty of other moves to be made in the MLB, uh, not the least of which is the sale of the entire Angels team, which, uh, you know, the commissioner expects to be done before opening day, which is nice to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I was, you know, it's been it's been interesting, right? Because when you're thinking they're they're in the top ten, what they're the ninth most valuable team in baseball, which oh, crazy yeah. to me. You know, it's something I never they, would expect, but it makes a ton of sense, obviously. But yeah, it's, it's been surprisingly it's yeah, but it's been surprisingly quiet, right? Like you know, it's not like oh, when the Dodgers sold, we were hearing every group or. You know, if yeah. the Yankees say we're to sell, we would hear about every group, like when the Mets sold. Well, there were know? bidding wars. It was almost yeah. like a, you, you, sat, you had entire, like when the Dodgers, when McCourt had to sell, you had all these groups coming out of the woodwork. I mean, yeah. hell, over in the NBA, when the Clippers uh, got sold, you had all these guys coming up, like all these groups were coming out of the woodwork. With the Angels, it's been kind of quiet, uh, which I don't know if that's because, like, just with, with the World Cup going on, everything's kind of going crazy in other sports, and just the timing of the sale, baseball's over kind of deal. You know, like, yeah, no, right. no one's really looking at baseball. But there are some suitors, uh, not the least of which is Dr. Patrick Soonshong, who uh, owns, I believe, the L.A. Times. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's a minority stake owner in uh, the Lakers, who he was – they, he he got second. Uh, he was the runner-up. They're part of a group that was the runner-up to buy the Dodgers. So mm. he's expected to be. He's the only name I've ever I've ever seen consistently. Whenever I've, I've looked it up, tried to research for this, tried to find out who the the big suitors are, and really his name is the only one that consistently comes up. Uh, which you know you hope, uh, man. If he's a he could be a good owner. If he is, that would be insane for the Angels because the Angels have like. The obviously prime real estate in Orange County, they you know uh, they could work with the city of Anaheim uh, because city of Anaheim yeah. obviously didn't want to work with Art Moreno, right? And you could, I mean, hell, you could do you could do a lot of great things, bring this team back on the map. First, uh, first and foremost, change their been named back to the Anaheim Angels, correct? And you know maybe maybe get some you know you've got two of the best. Uh, you know, stars on the planet in baseball in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, uh, and you're building you're building a team. You can have everything you want here, you know, as an Angels owner and a fan. You can have yeah. everything you want if you just go for it. The only other owners, the only other you know billionaires that I would say uh, should be in the mix if they aren't uh, are the the owners of the Anaheim Ducks, uh, the Samuelis. Because they would be, they, I know they've made offers in the past. I do not know if they're in it. This, I haven't seen their name anywhere, so I I don't know if uh, if they're in it. But man, they'd be a gr- they'd be great owners. But we'll see. That would be nice. If uh, yeah, we'll see if Doctor uh, Doctor Soon will be uh, the the ultimate victor in the uh, for the sale of the Angels, which is expected uh, before opening day. Uh, so before April, so probably sometime uh, no later than March. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, and I think we got to move into the world motherfucking cup right now. Yeah. Boy, it's been a, it's been a really good one. A lot of surprises, a lot of teams, a lot of big teams that were expected to be big players getting knocked out by teams that people were like, well, yeah, they're, they're okay, but you know, they'll, they'll do a little bit in the group stages and it's um, been, it's been more of a team effort, I think. 
and yeah, which is absolutely. surprising because a lot of I mean that's not to say that the the stars haven't shown up. They certainly have and to keep their teams in the match, you know, like Mbappe and Messi, uh which is yeah. makes it uh, even more of a surprise to see Cristiano Ronaldo being benched. Yeah, They're just burning another bridge obviously already uh Got kicked well, off. He's he's currently not on a team. Got got ran out of Man U for uh, the negative comments he said about the uh, club and coach Eric Ten Hag. Oh, and then geez. now in the World Cup, when he, he got pulled during their uh, round of 16 game against Switzerland, before Switzerland, sorry, my apologies. Yeah, the, um, the game before the last group stage game got pulled and uh, just <laughs> – was just you know <sighs> pissed off the coach. Well, he's he, he, in the sixty fifth minute, and he it, says out loud yeah. that he's trying. To, he's in a rush to sub me, and he gets subsequently benched against Switzerland. I think this man is. Uh, he's going through a bit of a crisis. He cannot cope with the fact that his career is in its its twilight. It, he is he is closer to the end than the beginning. Obviously, yeah, thirty seven. Yeah, he's 37 years old. This is this is new territory for him, and he's no longer being uh, look. I think for the longest time, I think a, a you know a fun period of of soccer across the world was when you were you know you, you sat there and argued who is it Ronaldo or Messi? Come on, Correct. who's it going to yeah. be? And right. now he's uh, Messi's the only one in that conversation. I mean, yeah, you've got other players, but I'm telling you, of those two, Messi's the only one that's catching the headlines because. Uh, uh, for for actual soccer, yeah, because yeah. Ronaldo can't keep it together. As talented as he is, he still is. He can't keep it together. I, he he. It looks like a little bit like Antonio Brown syndrome. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. All this talent still can't get it done uh, because he he's just refusing to play. You know, even uh, as much of a, a secondary role, even though he's not. Uh, as, as to my knowledge, he hasn't been asked to do that, but. He's picking fights for no reason. Yeah. There's a lot of talent on that Portugal team. Obviously, they kicked the shit out of Switzerland. It was 6-1. to one. Oh, so yeah. It was Without wild. him, he came in on the 73rd minute. So, did, oh, yeah. you know, they didn't even need him. Um, yep. So, I mean, hell, uh, I, I, I don't root for the guy's downfall, I, but it seems like it doesn't matter what anyone says. He's just going to keep pushing through. I don't know what he wants. Uh, I don't think anyone knows what he wants. Maybe not even him. Uh, but you know, there's uh, right now there's more important stuff to talk about because this, like you said, this World Cup has been wild. Yeah, a lot of wild. Great it's b- it's been so fun to watch just to see the actual. You know how ma- how many upsets? First of all, the fact that Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia sa- to the point that Saudi Arabia made the next day a national holiday in yeah, the that country. Was crazy way to start, but. To their to their credit, they they rallied and oh they rallied moving on yeah yep they, but they Morocco served. Morocco's in the quarterfinals Morocco oh uh, that is that is insane that to is see, crazy good for them good Great for Morocco for man yeah, it's so good for yes it's so good for the sport man it's so good just to see and by the way uh, speaking of what <coughs> speaking of what's good for the sport uh, Qatar unceremoniously just bitch slapped left and right uh you know because again just you know to remind everyone uh, that uh you know qatar they really shouldn't have gotten the world cup bid 
and uh, you know killing six thousand people to build soccer stadiums, uh, you know over the over the course of ten years is uh, not exactly you know what everyone had intended. Uh, but then again, no one has ever accused FIFA of being an upstanding uh, organization. That is so, correct. Uh, fuck Qatar as the government, not the people. Fuck Qatari, the Qatari government. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of glad to see their team. Actually, I am glad to see their team uh, get knocked out. Uh, you know, really, first, really early. First host club to ever get knocked out in the group stages. Yeah. Get fucked. Uh, but... You know, kind of looking across the the entirety of you know what are the what else are we talking here? I mean, we we had uh, yeah, South England. Korea and Japan. South oh, Korea South and Japan Korea, both yes. showed up. I mean, um, yep, yep. Because let's been, see, Japan. Well, I mean, I mean uh-huh. oh yeah. I mean, Japan takes Croatia to pens. Well, yeah, let's let's back up here a minute. Let's let's look at. Uh, I just want to look at the. Uh, we won't, we won't go through everything here, but I do want to look at the. Uh, um, some of the teams that kind of came out of the woodwork here. I mean, like no one expected. Uh, you know, let, let, let's just take a, a you know look here with um, the. Uh, obviously, we talked about Argentina losing uh, to Saudi Arabia, but Argentina did. Uh, you know, rebound Denmark. Where did they go? Where did Denmark go? Yeah, uh, they did. They, they, they just got didn't problems. Show up. Yeah, they got problems. Just and like and we're talking about a World Cup right now, where in uh, just in the round of sixteen, we lost Denmark and Mexico. Yeah, we lost them. In I think I don't think Mexico made it out of the group stages. They did not. Oh, like that is insane to have the Belgium, U.S. The Belgium U- and Germany didn't either. Mel- oh, Belgium and Germany, yep. like. Yeah, because Japan beat Germany, like you were saying. Japan really showed up. Yeah, um, I mean, what they beat? So they beat Germany, a former World Cup winner. They beat Portugal, a former World Cup winner, and took Croatia, a World Cup yeah. winner. To Pens. I mean, they played fantastic. Like, oh, they've got Japan's got to gotta be real happy with that team. Yeah, they and, played and they, honestly fantastic. Yes, and in props to them, um, it, it's it's been a whirlwind. I mean, we've seen. I mean, right now. You know, looking into uh, obviously, you know, you and I, we, we watched the uh, U.S. and England game. That yeah. was just to see England not. I mean, England's looked shaky over this World Cup, right? They yeah. looked pretty shaky, but for, for a them team, to, yeah, going into the Euro Cup, they were, you know, they they were building momentum. They have a lot of young, talented players um, mm-hmm. like Marcus Rashford, John Stones, and a concerted effort by the country to develop these players. Yeah, they've got so much talent, so yeah. they should have been, you know, pretty competitive. Now, mind you, I say that knowing full well that they are in the the uh, the, the quarterfinals. Yeah, they you played know, well they, in they, their round of sixteen game. Exactly. Yeah, they they they're going up against a massive opponent in France. Uh, you know, the the reigning World Cup champs. So yes. they they are going up against France this Saturday, uh, as of the time of this filming, but. It's, uh, you know, they haven't looked as strong. And, and to not beat the U.S., it's completely not score any goals at all. That was a win. I felt like that was a win for the United States. Like, that was a us, win for us. Absolutely. We were projected to get smacked. So just to see us really show up on the defensive side, I mean, we'll talk about the US, more about the U.S. in just a second. But just to cover it, France has looked great because of Mbappe. Uh, and... 
you know, to see. But like you said, Morocco and Portugal playing this Saturday. And then you've got uh, Netherlands, you know, playing well. Uh, they're playing against Argentina uh, on Friday and Croatia and Brazil, uh, you know, looking good. But both that's going to be a, well. that's going to be a good game. That's one oh, I definitely want to watch because Croatia is just yeah. a well-oiled machine. But it's kind of it getting is. near the end of their golden age because obviously, yeah, it, it feels like Germany in what 2014. Yeah, uh, or, or yeah, whenever whenever it was like they're just about to hit that point mm-hmm. where you know they're not they're, they're over the hill. So. That'll be that'll be fun to watch against Brazil. Um, but n- let's talk about the United States here because we yeah. are talking about soccer in America right now. Mm-hmm. The United States and and soccer. <laughs> the fact that I'm calling it soccer when the rest of the world calls it football, it it, it kind of tells you we've never really given the sport its due, and there are many reasons for that. But before we get into that. Talking about the actual, you know, perform our performance in the World Cup. Obviously, as a country, we want to compete. We want to have, yes. you know, that co- we have the competitive spirit. It's like the Olympics and the World right. Cup. It's uh, the entire world focuses in on it, and people go nuts. I mean, yeah. just to see how how insane Australia went just to get a berth into the World Cup, they mm-hmm. went they went bananas. Yeah. So. All you know, the whole world wants in them, wants in on this, and the fact that we we not only made it, but we survived. I mean, <laughs> we survived. Than, yeah, yeah, we survived, and we've got players now that it seems like, oh shit, if we could actually develop something, you know, maybe just maybe we might have a team here, and we might be able to build soccer out in this country because again. We, we folks, when we when we do the these podcast episodes, we always talk about the main thing is why should we talk about this? Why do we mm-hmm. want to talk about this? And honestly, the only thing that we wrote in this pro- the description line is soccer is the most popular sport in the world. That's all yeah. anyone needs to know. It yeah. is by far not just not just like oh it's popular in England, oh it's popular in you know in uh, you know in Europe or what? Just you know, no no no. It is the most popular sport in the world by far bar none so to that that's the only reason we need to be talking about this and what's crazy is if you look back at you know just the united states like our you know our our tendency to rally around things that we see as good business to see something that is the most popular everywhere else on the planet not uh, just be number five here be number five Mm-hmm. That is wild, especially when we have a country as big as ours. The right. entirety of Europe can fit in the United States. Yep. And the fact that we have so much – and look, I get it. I get it. If you don't like soccer, you don't like soccer. And I, and there's reasons why a lot of people don't, right? Like I said earlier, there's not a lot of scoring in soccer. You right. could go the entire 90 minutes and have a draw at 0-0. Right. You could, you know, and, be, and that's not what we're used to. Even in hockey no. – Games end in in shootouts if there's Correct. no scores. We 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 have we're we're used to scoring. We are used to scoring and we want it. We want that gratification of having a winner and a loser at the end of the game. I mean NFL ties. I mean those are rare. I mean it seems like they're happening a little bit more in the last five years, but they're they're still overall it's rare. You know in in baseball the game will go on until someone wins. Yeah, it will go on <laughs> endlessly until someone wins. I mean, there have been games that have gone into 19 innings. Yeah, it will go until there's a winner. 
So and we're just not used to the the scoring structure of right. soccer. So what we're going to talk about today is, you know, what where we're at with uh, with soccer currently in America, where where we obviously want to get to, and what that means for us as a country, and what it means for obviously Major League Soccer. The MLS is a uh, is our professional sports league in uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. So first, where we're at. I mentioned it a couple times. We are number five. Uh, I say we. The sport is number five uh, among all major sports by viewership in the United States. And I got to tell you, after the first three, uh, which should surprise nobody, the NFL is number one, the NBA is number two, and baseball is number three, it is a steep drop-off. Steep. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. look, the NHL is number four, but not by much. We're talking, if you just look by the ratings, the NFL's five-year average over the last five years uh, is 15.82 million viewers, and that's in the regular season. And they have that, that now this data I'm pulling a lot is from Statista, um, but uh, the NFL is the only one that I could actually pull the regular season. Uh, the NFL and the MLS are the only two sports I could pull the regular season data for, uh, but this will actually be you know a little bit more poignant. So the NFL's regular season average beats the NBA Finals five-year average. The NBA Finals is at twelve point three million. Hmm. Wow! Uh, it, it's you know on average, and the w- the World Series in baseball is five-year average is twelve point two mil twelve point two seven million. So it and after that, after that, we're talking about the NHL, the Stanley Cup, five-year average three point eight six million. Wow, that is we've a dropped drop nearly nine million viewers per game. Mm-hmm. Nine million, and then you get to the the uh, the MLS, where whose five year average, even though they're growing, is uh, one point seven four million. So we've dropped off, and that's regular season though. That is yeah. regular season, but we've dropped off. I mean, there have been there have been bursts, but. It, it, you've got to be able to compete because that is the, that's your biggest thing. If you're if you're major league soccer, you're looking at the other sports. You've got to be able to compete against these four other sports if you're going to have any kind of dominance, any kind of viewership. And I think that that starts at the actual sport level. Here's the thing that you know. Let, let's take baseball for example. Baseball is in kind of a crisis. They were dominant for so many decades as you know america's pastime and they've dropped off now they're number three they've tried a lot of things they're they're, they're changing rules every year it seems mm-hmm. they're, they're you know remove the shift uh make it pitch, time limit pitch for clocks, pitches. yeah, yeah they're, they're doing a lot of things here's what can't happen the mls can't change a bunch of rules no they can't do it no. and there's a reason for that with the rest of the world plays this sport Yes. You know, the difference between the soccer and all the rest of the sports that are in this country is that, look, the NFL is not played anywhere else outside of the United States. You know, the NBA, yeah, there's basketball all over, but the main country it's played, uh, you know, basketball is in the, uh, you know, professional basketball is played in the United States. Correct. Baseball, plenty of other, uh, of other countries play, but where is the focus? The United States. Hockey, Canada, United States. 
and then you've got soccer, the rest of the world already has that. You can't go changing rules to make scoring yeah. more, you know, happen more because by the time you get to the World Cup or the Olympics, you're shit out of luck. You're, you've yeah. got a whole different rule set. So you Correct. can't immediately of our solutions and alterations that we like to go, you, you, that's out. You can't change yeah. rules. No. You know, because as much as I'd love to have more scoring in the uh, in, in soccer, you know, in the ML in Major League Soccer, the only way that happens is by getting better players. Yeah, absolutely. And historically, historically, what does that meant? It's meant grabbing players that are t- toward the end in the other right. in the other leagues. I mean, who made who helped make MLS more popular in America? David Beckham. Beckham. Then you get. Kaka, David Villa, Zlatan. Yeah, I mean, so we're getting, obviously, the guys over the hill who already have had storied, decorated careers overseas, World Cups, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I mean, And then they come here, insane. and they still play extremely well. They're fun to watch, but we're well, not getting... Dominate. Yeah, we're not getting, like, the premier prime talent of, you know, an Mbappe or, you know, well, guys like not, that, right? Yeah, the guys that are 22 years old and just dominating. Right. Right. Well, we don't have that, and even the guys that we do raise that are, you know, that do identify as American citizens, they we we're losing them too. Because if you look at like who's the hero of the World Cup for the U.S. right now is is uh, Pulisic, mm-hmm. and he, uh, uh, for, and rightly so, man, he played his ass off. He led this team. A lot of people thought, you know, going in that our best player was was going to be, uh, you know, uh, Weston McKinney, and. And he's been a you know a solid number two or number three depending on uh, you know how you view uh, Giorena, but uh, Christian Pulisic, oh man, he was the hero. Every we would not have the success that we had in the in the World Cup this year if it wasn't for that man. Now, but, but where does he play for? Chelsea. Mm-hmm. He plays in England. Yep. Where does Weston where does McKinney. Weston McKinney play? In Italy, in Juventus. Yep. Juventus, yep. Giorena's at Dortmund. Sergino Dest is on. Sergino Dest is at Barcelona. Look, if you're a legitimate talent in soccer, you're gonna go. Obviously, what you want to do is go to the the biggest leagues in the world. Right now, the the biggest league in in soccer in the world is the Premier League. Uh, challenged by La Liga. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'd say that you could, you could kind of go a hand in hand there a little bit, but the, still the premier league usually gets a lot of focus. Um, Yeah. And obviously the Bundesliga and, you know, and and just the champions league in general, combining everything, the champions league, but there's a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of really established leagues out there that, uh, are going to be hard to overcome, but I don't need. I don't know that we need to overcome them. In my mind, I think we j- there just has to be. We just got to keep these players here somehow. Yeah, we got to find a way for them to play against the best talent they could possibly play in order to elevate their games. Yeah, and well, let me ask then, you it, then it keeps it keeps our league interesting. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you know the the main thing is keep the if we had all those guys playing in major league soccer you'd obviously have an elevated league yeah but my It'd question be much is much more this, exciting like, my question is like yeah there's <laughs> how how do we what 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 makes those guys go away is it is it money is it competition you know I, it could be a combination of the two i think i think obviously yeah it's a combination of the two i mean you're getting paid whatever anywhere from 100,000 i mean you're getting paid at least Pretty decent five figures to six figures a week, you know, with the way that 
wages work in Europe, right? Compared to here, mm-hmm. which maybe you're making, you know. Well, the, the average salary, the average player salary in Major League Soccer is three hundred and twelve thousand four hundred and seventy dollars. So just over three hundred twelve thousand dollars a year for every player. So uh, and and the average yearly wage bill for a team is just over eight million. So. Th- <laughs> What were we talking about earlier? Judge just got what forty million a year in baseball, three hundred sixty yep. million dollar deal. They yep. could, they could, uh, three hundred sixty million could fund this entire league. Yeah, and I mean, case in point, the the you know Major League Soccer had was shopping themselves as a sport in this country. They're trying to get three hundred million a year from the networks. Yeah. More on that in a minute. But uh, this is this is stupid money when you think of like. There's so much money to be made because soccer is obviously the most popular sport in the world. But can you get it here? That's obvious. That that's the biggest question. And yeah, we, we and I think what you have to do, what you have to do, is you can't. It, you you got to you got to incentivize them and keep them here. Mm-hmm. But you can't go crazy. You can't be paying. You know, I don't know what they're. What is? Uh, Ballistics okay. making about eight million pounds so whatever that conversion is to u.s dollars so he signed a six-year 43 million uh pound contract with with chelsea so uh that is uh a little so basically for every pound it's 1.2 uh you know dollars so we're looking at 43 times 1.2 yeah basically a a little under 53 million dollars a year I'm, I'm sorry, $53 million for the life of the contract. Yeah. So, and that is a six-year deal. So you're looking at uh, roughly eight uh, and three quarters. So just under $9 million a year. $9 million a year, roughly. So $8.75 million a year. What did we just say? The entire team in Major League Soccer is uh, $8.1 million. Yeah. That's six hundred thousand more than the entire team pays out on average. Correct. So that's insane. Right. So there's you know, no incentive for guys to stay here because they're not making money. Like, yes. And, and, and obviously, if you want to be the best, right, you want to play against the best. And yes. so it, now, I think it's a fifty-fifty thing. But obviously, money talks, right? Money talks exactly, and we can't expect players to you know take massive pay cuts when they know when we know we can uh you know they can get more money elsewhere and play against better competition we also cannot expect to just up their pay because we hear that all the time right uh it's a it's a particular conversation um in like uh, you know everyone with the conversation around the wnba about you know their revenue splits and things like that and 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 what the revenues are well here's the thing where the relevant relevant info is what does the money what what does the money look like coming in you know uh what what if you don't make enough money as a league then you're not going to you know you're not going to have enough money to pay pay your players right right now here's the thing they make so the mls revenue wise so just to put it in perspective uh the NFL, let's take the NFL, which, again, is the most popular sport, and they uh, make, in an average year, last, last season, for example, the NFL made $14 billion in total revenue, uh, <laughs> which is a 
six billion dollar increase from 2010 so just in a you know roughly 10 to 12 year span they've far more you know more than doubled in in revenue now here's the thing the mls uh the gross central revenue for 2017 was uh you know 644 million significant number but not nearly enough to touch you know the uh you know the the 14 billion of the nfl now how many teams are there 28 so that's roughly if you take 644 million uh and divide that uh by 28 teams you get 23 million a year uh per team 23 million per team uh you know including player salaries and everything that's not a lot it's it's not an insane amount of money however let's see what did they make uh let's see most valuable teams i'm not really concerned about that i'm really more concerned about the uh the revenues here okay so the most recent figure the most recent figure comparing is uh here here's a better comparison center of the nfl let's compare the premier league and major league soccer now the premier league uh why the premier league it's the most lucrative soccer league in the world yeah uh and we 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 can only compare just the base well let's just base these numbers uh you know on the most recent let's see uh premier league 2021 okay so it's the same all right so last year last season the premier league teams earned a combined 6.2 billion dollars uh in the 2021-2022 season. Now, if you think 6.2 billion compared to the 14, you know, whatever billion that the NFL made, what the hell? Well, 6.2 billion, you got to understand, Premier League is in what country? England. Right. Uh, so the UK. Uh, so, you know, that 6.2 billion across a country that could fit inside Alaska is pretty damn good. Now, if you take uh, MLS revenue for the same uh, time period in, in 2021, uh they uh, it's roughly the same it's they they you know the revenue uh, the total revenue actually almost reached a billion dollars in the MLS oh wow okay now now what almost reached it now let me tell you why that's significant which you already know you're, you you know you I just heard it in your voice this is a league that no one cares about in this yeah. uh in this country yeah so think about where the money could be if we just put a little more and i don't think I do not think we're going to get it from the MLS alone in terms of just trying to make Major League Soccer so much more exciting. It's not about that. If we can get these, how does every other country, you know, in the when you're talking about the Premier League, whether you're talking about La Liga, you know, Bundesliga, what do they do? These countries have national growing of talent. They breed these players through like academies. Correct. That they bring it up. They bring these players up to compete, not just in you know leagues wherever they go, but on the national stage. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you're England, yeah, you can they can go play in the German league, but where do they come when the World Cup comes calling? They come back to England, and they yeah. play for England. They so, have a much better system in place, obviously under 16s, under 21s, and then obviously, you know the the men's team. So. I mean, these guys are playing, you know, kids are getting contracts at like 10 years old and they play in the academies, they get the education and then they just play soccer and they just play every day and they get to know, you know, they get to know their teammates better. So I feel like there's just a more cohesive, 
unit to building a top well, end talent. It's a sport that everyone in the rest of the world grows up caring about. So we have to – and look, (laughs) everyone who's ever been a parent or, you know, uh, or just, you know, like a a sibling or whatever, I'm sure everyone has been to a soccer tournament in in the U.S. for – you know, everyone wants to put their kids in soccer and stuff, but that's usually where it ends. And I've seen – obviously, we've seen, like, more of an uptick in in interest in women's soccer, mostly because – and that's why you see – the women's team for the U.S. dominating as much as they have and why you see just the, the general overall, like, you know, the the, the play is elevated. Whereas right. for the men's team, I mean, it, it just has – the men's league have just not taken off as much as they should. But we're still talking about nearly a billion dollars in revenue. That's insane for a sport that we really don't put enough effort into. Now, if you're, if you're like me, you're thinking, oh, well, where the hell would I even watch these games? Because it's not like they're pushed on Fox, you know, or NBC or CBS. Or they're, they're, there's not national deals. You know, hey, every Sunday, what do you watch? In in, in the fall, it's football. Yep. Fall and winter, it's yep. football. We know every Sunday. That's why it's easy to, you know, and, and you know, from April to April to September, you know, baseball is going to be on every which way, and you know, there's seasons for it. With soccer, I mean, you can't even, you know. It, it, people just don't get as excited. However, there that is changing. That is changing. In 2022 alone, we have some some relevant statistics. The, uh, you know, for example, let me uh, let me pull it up here. So the league actually just draw drew this year. Major League Soccer drew a record attendance for 2022. Ten million fans. Wow. Ten ten million fans during the 2022 season, marking the highest ticket revenue. That clubs have ever generated, but the the last record was eight point six million in twenty nineteen. So this is growing, this is exciting, and uh, and while Atlanta Atlanta led the league's average attendance with, take a guess, take a you know, I it blew me away. Uh, I can't even I can't average even put a attendance. Number. Average so attendance. The average attendance for a regular season game. Take a shot in the dark. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. Okay, so that shows you where we're at. The average attendance for the Atlanta United Football Club was forty-seven thousand one hundred and sixteen fans. Wow, that's a much that was the average than I thought they'd have. Right? See that? But that that shows you. I'm glad you said that because it shows where our mindset is. And you and I are people that like enjoy watching soccer. Yeah, I mean, I wake up mostly. Yeah, Premier League. I wake up and I yeah, I watch I watch Liverpool play. But I did. I did watch the MLS Cup. I watched the MLS Championship yeah. this year, and it was exciting. I mean, obviously, <laughs> absolutely. Gareth, Gareth Bale subbed in and took him to extra time. And then they went to pens, and you know, it it was a fun game to watch. I was like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's still it soccer. And it's still exciting. fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, and and in Char- records are still being broken. Charlotte Football Club broke the single game attendance record. It hosted seventy four thousand four hundred and seventy nine fans at the start of the season. I mean, okay, so Disney, the Disney networks were the ones that held, uh, uh, you know, hosted a lot of the MLS games. Viewership uh-huh. reached, you know, three hundred and fifty six thousand people on average per, you know, and that's just regular season, you know, to start the season. For age people age two and up, that's the highest ever. That's just Disney networks. That doesn't include all Fox uh, and you know and the TSN and everything. Yeah. Like TSN in Canada, they saw an eight percent increase. Fox had a thirteen percent increase. So we're looking at 
you know, the, the league added 600,000 followers on social media platforms. That's a 65% increase. Sale for jerseys went up 10%. This is not slowing down. They're adding a new team next year. St. Louis. Yeah, uh, they've been adding City. a ton. Yeah, they've add, they know? feel like they've added one at least um, like every other year and for the past couple of years, it feels like. Um, and, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, it's, it's, this is building. Yeah. This is building. It's just getting the talent now, though, because, I mean, you can see, I mean, you can see when you watch the games that there are certain things you're like, oh, you know, compared to a Premier League game, you're like, oh, well, oh, you missed that or. Yeah, you know, it's the, not. Look, if you've no. ever watched a Premier League game, it, it's yeah. night and day. It's night and yeah. day. So it, it's it's interesting to see that. And, I, I mean, it's great that they're growing. It's just now we need to push it to the national level because, yeah, we should be a team that should be competing on these stages. I mean, are we going to be as good as, like, a Brazil where, like, I mean, kids grow up literally kicking a soccer ball around and playing soccer in their free time, right? Yeah. That's so. a, that's going to be tough. I mean, we have we have a lot of options in the United States. It's it's a, it's a, you know it's a plethora of of different sports, and obviously you know looking up the way that uh, you know soccer does here in the country, it's it there's a lot of room to grow. But you know obviously you don't want to compare yourself constantly to football, basketball, and baseball because right you know those are the top three. They're fighting. You know at this point, I think MLS needs to just be focusing on the growth which is substantial i mean it's significant especially when just this year you know speaking of where to watch the games apple apple tv just signed in back in june signed a media deal with major league soccer exclusive rights for two and a half billion dollars billion with a b folks for 10 years yeah 10 years it's apple tv will host all the mls games have exclusive rights to it and that gives $250 million per year to uh, Major League Soccer yeah. for the networks, which they were, they were looking. But, you know, they wanted an increase. They were looking for $300,000. Sorry, $300 million. That was kind of floated around. But $250 million a year. I mean, remember what we were talking about here, that $300 million could run the table. Yeah. And now, you know, now you got $250 million coming from Apple for the next 10 years. you got financial security. Mm-hmm. You've got... You've got viewership. I mean, Apple's doing some cool things. I mean, anyone who's a season ticket holder automatically it's fr- automatically gets free access. That's and very cool. Apple TV. You don't have now. You think, okay, what do I have to do? I have to get Apple Plus. Uh, no, not necessarily. They're gonna give you two great two games per week for free, completely on on there as long as you have the app. And then obviously the subscribers get all of it. But there 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 is movement here, and I think yeah. over the next ten years you're gonna see that increase because there's something important coming up and that is you know we're in the world cup right now in 2022 but in 2026 the, the cup comes here yeah and that comes i here. think man i feel like that if that isn't our growing moment where you know obviously now we don't have to worry about flying to europe or south america or you know anywhere else that's not the u.s right yeah. that needs to be our growing moment where people are like wow yeah soccer is really cool like you know, kids are going, wow, yeah, I want to be a soccer player. I want to be a Christian Pulisic or yeah. Gio Reyna or something like that. Because, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's cool to see, like, you know, this national pride. I mean, you know, I was I was at, like, a, you know, local pizza joint last weekend. And there's people, you know, that look like never watch soccer. But they're like, oh, you know, the game's at 6 a.m. Like, do you know any bars that are going to be open that are showing the game? And it's like, wow, people actually are going to wake up at 6 a.m. and watch their country play. And 
Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's, yes. And I, I think that I think you hit the nail on the head. If we don't come out of 2026, either having seen significant growth already or get significant growth shortly after, I don't know. I don't know that there'll ever will be because uh-huh. when you have like you've got the, look, you got to have national pride in teams and, and comp- competition across the world is what drives these things. That's why the Olympics yeah. is always so popular. Right. I mean, and if you can, you can actually see that in the in the history of ratings for Major League Soccer. I pulled up some some numbers here. Look, since 1996, 1996 was the highest ratings for uh, Major League Soccer. And you think, well, why 96? Well, that's because the Summer Olympics were in Atlanta that year. And soccer's an Olympic sport. I mean, that's yeah. that's important. So three million, over three million average uh, MLS Cup viewers, uh, you know, that year. Because, hey, it was, uh, you had the Summer Olympics here. Same thing, it, it kind of petered out, but the World Cup in 98 kept the ratings up. Then again, in 2001, you, you start to see little trends. Every time the Galaxy goes to the finals, uh, you know, Things go up because there's oh, yeah, a lot of people in Los Angeles. Yeah, so and they had Beckham at the time, so they did. People yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So in 2001, the Galaxy went to the finals, and then you kind of skip ahead. They, there was about a, eh, I want to say, 12 to 13 year period of middling ratings. You yeah. know, from 2002 to 2013, it was just uh, one million or less, and it, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of petered out. You know, but then now we're starting to see things. 2013 to 2014, the ratings doubled. Why? Well, the Galaxy won another championship and the World Cup. Well, yeah. two years later, because the ratings dropped in 2015, but they went back up even further in 2016. Why? The Seattle Sounders won their first championship win, and they were, they were still a relatively new team. Yeah, and they had Dempsey, who was Captain yep, America they, at the time. Exactly. They had Dempsey. So then they go down in 2017. They go back up in 2018. What was 2018? The World Cup and Atlanta United's first uh, championship win. And they're the team that's still currently leading in average, uh, you know, in average viewership and average attendance. Then you get 2020. It goes down in 2020, 2019 a little bit, but 2020 it goes back up. Uh, Columbus, because Seattle was about to go back to back, and that was a big game. Went to penalties. Columbus prevented. Seattle from getting that back-to-back championship. Uh, so that was huge. 2021 didn't lose that much. Now we're starting to see a little bit more momentum. The ratings aren't going down that much, you know, in between World Cups. And then obviously in 2022, we've eclipsed over 2 million again because of the World Cup. So it's there's there's some exciting trends. We have we have the players, obviously. You know, we can, I can, uh, let's just list off. There, there are 10 great i mean right now we're just talking about what we we're talking about earlier giorena yep giorena is how old 19 i Man believe is, so yeah he's yeah, young. 18 19 18 19 and he is i mean in your mind talk about him he, in your mind he's like he's the next big thing yeah he's an exciting player to watch obviously he's on dortmund um only thing worrying in the last couple of years he's had a lot of soft tissue hamstring injuries but That's i mean true. When he's on, he's a great he's a great midfielder, great distributor. He can do a lot of things, and that's what you need to build from, I think, realistically, a soccer team is having a solid midfielder who can move the ball around. I mean, look at stars from World Cups like Andrea Pirlo or uh, Luka Modric, guys like that who move the ball, make big plays. Well, so you've got – I mean, guys in the U.S., we've already got talent. I mean, over in Leeds, you got Tyler Adams. He's a, a defensive midfielder. You've got – 
Uh, you certainly got Sergino uh, Dest. Like you were saying, like it's he's a defender. You know, we've got let's see, let, let's just round off the top ten here. Brendan Aronson over in uh, he's plays for Leeds as well. You've got Walker Zimmerman who actually plays for a uh, an MLS team in Nashville. Uh, and he's twenty. He, and now, mind you, he's twenty nine, but he's uh, you know one of the best defenders in the country. You've got Yunus Massa. He's uh, plays over in Valencia, uh, in Spain, and he's only twenty. You know, cent- he's a center mid, uh, you know, midfielder. And you got Timothy Weah, who's uh, only twenty two, and he plays in France. And rounding off, you've you've got uh, you know Anthony Robinson, who goes by Jedi, uh, who is uh, plays in Fulham in uh, in in England, and he's only twenty four. We have talent here we do have and that's talent. obviously including Pulisic uh you know uh McKinnon and, or uh and uh McKinney uh, sorry McKinney <laughs> hockey McKinnon no but uh, McKinney and uh and Giorena. we've got talent now obviously those are only 10 players you need more than 10 players and most of those players do not play in the U.S. the goal for Major League Soccer and needs to be they need to be using their money to outreach to bring players that grow players in this country there has to be a national growing of talent you can find it somewhere this country's too big not to be able to do it absolutely exactly there's just there's so much there's so many people and if we can get look every every four years the u.s is disappointed right we we need we don't like the last time the u.s actually was competitive in the world cup was in 1930 when we got when we got third Yep. So, and that was the first World Cup. So, uh, we need if we want to be competitive, we have to be competitive at home. Yeah. I mean, imagine if there was a world American football, you know, where the NFL. I mean, we'd be dominating every year, and we'd yeah. love it. But mm-hmm. we, that's because we've cultivated, it, you know, the the sport here, uh, you know, among our borders. We need to do that if we're yeah. going to be competitive, not only in 2026 but beyond. Yeah, I mean. We got youth camps for we got youth camps for basketball and football and they're big deals. I mean, they're getting former professionals, current professionals. I mean, kids with NIL deals are doing camps now. I mean, so it's like, you know, they're getting firsthand like, oh, these guys that have played or are currently playing are giving me pointers, right? Like obviously most of our guys, like a lot of our big guys are in Europe, so they're not hosting camps and we don't have right, that yeah. We don't have that, you know, that big pool of like, oh, you know, this is like a really historic player minus like Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan, but they're not hosting camps like, you know, Um, and that and that doesn't matter as much in the grand scheme, but it's I'm just comparing it to how other sports are cultivated. And I just I just think that I think that there's been no real call for them to do so. You know, there's there's no incentive for them to do so. And, and I mean, when they're the greatest, you know, among the greatest that our country's ever produced and, and you just look at that and go, well, you know, from their perspective. It's just not you, there hasn't been a lot of push. There hasn't right. been, you know, a lot of, of, of support. But now that seems to be changing. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. You've thrown out some surprising numbers, and that's pretty cool to see a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm very impressed that it seems like we're having pretty solid growth. Um, yeah, there's there's growth uh, in in certain areas, and I think that as you as we uh, again, I think, and I and here's where I think we're really gonna see, uh, you know, w- or one of the reasons we're seeing this growth is because of uh, you know, uh, the youth. Yeah. Youth movement. So, you know, millennials, 
Are, they watch so- We watch soccer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We, we, you know, we Most do. Most of and the people we, we talk to watch soccer. Yeah. Yeah, we and know, we, we know want to people. watch. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we want to be good, better as a country. I mean, I was just talking, you know, this is, uh, you know, put, your, put in perspective of where the average, uh, you know, we're still, we're not there quite yet, you know, talking to my, uh, you know, my cousin Austin where he goes, I'd rather kill myself than be an MLS season ticket holder. Well, we're, we're, we're not there <laughs> yet, <laughs> folks. Shout out to Austin, but we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Because believe me, if the, uh, my first thing, I was looking at D.C. United tickets today for 2023. But, I mean, obviously they're one of the worst teams right now. But, but they, they have also a beautiful stadium. Man, they gorgeous. Have a, it's, it's, it's pretty new, man. And it is, uh, when we drove by it that one day when yeah. I was out there, it is a fantastic venue. It's gorgeous. And they have the second most championships in the league. Yeah. You know, they have four, four. You know, obviously the Galaxy have the most. But, like, we're, the, you know, Teams need, if they can just get consistently better, if the competition can stay high, then you're going to see more players, you know, you can see more fans come in and, and, and want to watch, especially, especially something that I think is, bo- has, uh, you know, brought up hockey. You know, hockey, even though it's, you know, a significant drop off, you know, in, in fourth place, it was, you know, basically over three to four million, you know, viewers. So it's still, still, you know, double the you know MLS at its height they it's it's cheap to go to a hockey game it is yeah it's not cheap it, and and when depends I say that, on, I don't mean depends the team yeah yeah i i say that obviously it depends on the team you know obviously it depends on the country i can't imagine it's it's that cheap to go to a game in canada but yeah in the us you know for example you know the ducks or the kings in the in the west coast or out here you know uh, even going to like a you know a penguins game or a you know a capitals game it's not as expensive as you think now i'm not including food and parking and all that like that obviously those are extras and 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 it, it does add up but for the this the ticket price i mean uh what's the average average ticket price of nhl right now i mean the average ticket price of an nhl game uh of course this is gonna even yeah Come on, give me something. Give me something here. It's only going to show me uh, uh, the average ticket for an NHL game. If you include Canada, uh, it's you know, it, let's see here. If you include Canada's prices are are wild. I will say that because that's like going to a, a you know, soccer game in England. But the average price is going to run you around thirty thirty to thirty five dollars, which isn't too bad. Yeah, that's not going to break. If your you bang. include Canada, now you're re- reaching in the fifties, but. Uh, you know, basically, <laughs> in the U.S., yeah, we like we. I mean, it's it's like going to a baseball game too. You you can get away with paying, you know, twenty bucks. I mean, yeah. hell, you go to you go to the Anaheim Ducks right now. Tickets are probably gonna be like eighteen dollars. Like it's, <laughs> you know, that you can find certain deals right now. The average price of like going to see the D.C. United, for example, is like twenty six bucks. Wow, Th- that's easy, easy money. And yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'd love that. I'd love that. Even season tickets over there. It's like if you get like just the, the basic package, it's like 20. It, it, that's the same average. Twenty six dollars a game for 20 games. Wow. Runs yeah. about five, a little over 500 bucks for the season. I mean, it's just if we can keep prices like that, because obviously profits being made, you know, keep prices, you know, in range while having this growth you're gonna see people want to go to these games yeah people for wanna, sure people want to go to these you know to sports events it's it's you know 
how many people just like just going to a baseball game? Mm-hmm. Even when they uh, we, even when they don't necessarily care about the outcome of the game, they just want to go to a baseball game. Well, that y- if you can get that kind of feeling to soccer, you're gonna have you know you're gonna have massive growth. And that's the funny thing continued. too. The funny thing is, soccer games are fun. Like people get like oh rowdy yeah. like in like the right way it's a lot of energy it's a lot of fun like absolutely and the thing is is like if you think about other countries right you think that oh man this must just be an insane uh you know it must be insane everywhere else uh you know but, but like i was in sweden uh you know a couple of years ago back in 2019 i went to a soccer game in sweden in malmo and uh the there was a lot of people there but it was not just oh absolutely freaking insane you know when we think it, it felt like just going to a sporting event so it's mm-hmm. we we can't look at other countries to look at you know look at us we can't look at like a a, a, a you know a prime time premier league game in england and say that's the goal no can't do that you gotta you gotta start somewhere and go let, let's just build on what we have you know build on what we can do and luckily there is momentum to build on um, but like you were saying, we got to have more, you know, the, the talent, the, the yeah. growing our talent and not letting it get away because as, ma- as major league soccer grows, if it grows enough in revenue, we can get these players to stay. Yeah. Now, mind you right now, obviously we can't, we can't be offering, you know, nine to $10 million a contract when no. the average team is, you know, 10 million uh, yeah. below, mm-hmm. but y- we can we can have the conversation of, hey, look, we're building to something. We're building and, you know, we, keeping players here and not just importing, you know, washed up, you know, Premier League or La Liga players. Yeah, like the MLS needs to stop being a retirement league for because, I mean, they come in and those guys do get paid, like, for sure. Oh, yeah, they do. Because, like, yeah, I mean, look at Zlatan comes over to, you know, uh, the, the Galaxy. Galaxy just starts dominating at yeah. what, 39 years old because it's like, look, this is easy money for them. They yeah. get to come in and be the best player in the league immediately. Mm-hmm. So, and they know that it's the retirement league and I'm tired of being the retirement league in this, in yeah. this country. We're, we're a bigger country than the rest of the, uh, uh, you know, like bi- we're bigger than Europe combined. Like let's have a little bit of national pride over the sport and, and build something because the only reason it's not exciting right now is because there's not enough talent. Yeah. There's not enough true talent in the league to, to generate. Look, you can, you can watch, we've watched, we're both Liverpool fans and we can watch games that, Hey, even if it's a draw, it's like, Holy shit. That was exciting. Yeah, absolutely. If we can capture that magic just Mm -hmm. a little bit and bring it over, we can have something here. Especially as these these uh, you know teams become national brands, because yep. you know you've got to have. I mean, look at look at you know all the teams and the values of teams. We were just talking about the Angels being worth over three billion, and they're not exactly a winning team in the last no. you know fifteen years. Yeah, it's it, you know they haven't won a championship since two thousand one. So yeah, two thousand two, and. Yeah. You know, you go from there, and they're still worth over three billion dollars, and that's because of you know just how crazy the revenue share is with baseball and baseball is is they they're in a crisis right now and yet they still have an average you know you know a far you know an average far above 
you know, Major League Soccer. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that we've got we've got the tools. We certainly have the tools to to really do some damage in uh, you know in in the world of sports to bring soccer. You could certainly take aim at the at the NHL because. You know, the NHL, I mean, yeah, it's growing, but it's not growing at the rate of the MLS. So you could take aim and just try. You've got you've got to use this money that you've got with this Apple deal now, and you've got yeah. to use some of it to get talent. You start start the talent production in this country Yep. so that we can have players. And I think I think we're uh, you're going to have a little help based on, you know, we like to we like to grip onto certain players. Uh, as is as just human beings, right? We right, love to yeah. to latch on. Like, I mean, can you go anywhere and talk about basketball without talking about LeBron James? Of course not. No, no. you can't do it. Yeah, you, you, you he's always mentioned for good reason. Now, right now, with soccer and the World Cup and everything fresh in our minds, Christian Pulisic, that man is lo- beloved, <laughs> beloved in this country right now because of his just doing what he did and he's only going to be like 28 in 2026. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's going to be leading this team. Gio Reyna is going to be what? Yeah. 25, 23, 24. Yeah. You around know, there. Yeah. We're going to have a team here. And I think that combined with the momentum that, that the MLS and Apple have started this year and going into the next decade of their partnership combined with, Hey, the next in, in four years, we're in North America is going to host the World Cup, and a, a not insignificant number of those matches will be in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, just imagine how exciting it'll be if Pulisic scores a goal and does a celebration on the sideline in front of just you know a stadium filled with mostly Americans. We're gonna, a, yeah. yeah, it's going to erupt, and they're going to be in football stadiums for the we're, most part. We're so they're going to be. be it's it's going to be insane in yeah. Atlanta. In yep. Atla- imagine a stadium in Atlanta with full of fans. I mean, look, we can pack a stadium here in this country. We, yes, we, can, we can absolutely do it. Look, in Qatar, not a lot of people are going to fly to Qatar. People are going to fly here. And yes. we have already got the people to pack the stadiums anyway. We are going to have some insane matches. And like you said, if we if we get a team, if we can get a team that's competitive, which I think we could be better in the next World Cup than we I'm, are this year. I am hoping we will a lot more. A lot of the young guys got experience now; they know what to expect. So, yep. we take that to the next level. Come the next World Cup, we could be looking at soccer being the number four sport, and then eventually challenging baseball. You know, for for number three down the line. Again, ten years is a long time, and you know who knows what's going to happen at the end of that. Look, what we what do we know about Apple? They don't exactly invest their money in losers. Yeah, that's true. And, and they have uh, and and the MLS has a you know Major League Soccer has a, in this country has a sh- a pattern of growth, and that's what you want. That's what you want. So that being said, there's a lot more momentum than I think we even we thought going into this episode. I think there was I think I you know personally when I was taking a look at this episode and. Kind of going, okay, we got the World Cup, we got MLS. I figured we we're going to hammer, hammer more on the World Cup and and, and kind of just figure out what to do with the yeah, MLS. True. What, what do we even do? Like, is it a crisis? Is it like baseball? Do they need, a, you know, something? But there's already momentum, and it was surprising to see all those stats. You know, th- there's just 
actual growth and actual momentum. So that's it's nice to see. And I think that, you know, as the population gets younger, you're we're going to we're going to be more uh, you know, inviting, you know, to to sports like soccer, especially if we're going to be competing on the world stage. If, if we want to have any place in the World Cup, we have to build the MLS. That's the only way yeah. they're linked. They are in inexplicably, inexplicably linked. We cannot have a dominant World Cup team if we don't have a, a, a you know at least a competitive you know major league soccer here in America. We can't let all these players go. Right. So yeah. We we need that pipeline. We need to have that the the, yeah, the means to bringing yeah bringing players up and like having them be you know. Well, that it's the basic for any team, right? Yeah. Why do you have these, you know, it, it, take any sport, football, baseball. I mean, baseball is an, an obvious example, right? Baseball and hockey is too. But you've got, law, you've got big farm t- systems. Yeah. Farm systems that you want to have t- loaded. You have a loaded bench full of talent. Mm-hmm. Because Guys you can that, always call up. Exactly. Guys that you are, you're growing and, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to have in the mix for years to come. Well, that's why, the, that's why so many teams can stay dominant in baseball and hockey and football because they have talent coming in. They have the pipeline coming in. Yep. You know, we, we don't have that in Major League Soccer, and nope. uh, we need to have that if we're going to remain competitive. And, yeah. and, again, MLS, if, you want, if, we, if anyone out there listening wants you know, the United States to compete and actually be you know, present in the World Cup it starts with the MLS because yeah, if we can build that up. If we can build that up to even, you know, uh, look, six billion in revenue for the Premier League. That's not that's not far from where the MLS MLS is at. What uh, just under a billion right now? They could get there if we have a little bit more popularity and if we have a lot of money going through. Where the money, like you said, the magic words, money talks. Money will always the, talk. Yep, and if we have the money here, it means the players are going to stay here. So, thank you for uh, for listening to our uh, uh, another episode of Rants and uh, you know all sorts of tomfoolery. Uh, we w- let's see what do we got next. Uh, I, I was just about to to dive into it, but I think in episode six here, I think we're going to dive into NBA super teams. We're going to talk about basketball in the next episode, going into hey look. Remember those that four year period where it was nothing but Cavaliers and Warriors in the finals. Is that gonna be? Is that still a trend in the NBA? What? Ha, when did the super team start? Did it start? You know, with with LeBron? Did it start? Uh, you know, earlier on? What has taken place? And and what is a super team? What? You know, why are we even talking about it? Why does it seem like every other year when you know, a big free agency class comes in for uh, for basketball for the NBA? We sit here and talk about, you know, all right, who's going to who's going to shell out some money and just load up and have, you know, this massive team, this big 3, big 4, whatever the case may be. We're going to talk about that. We're going to dive into what a super team is and uh, you know, the prognosis of it in the uh, you know, in the NBA. So, we thank you so much uh, for listening, and we're going to try to get you more consistent episodes going forward. Uh, And we have been Dive Bar Sportscast. Cheers, everybody.